Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Wednesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, and today, all right, we talk about how to be a good sales pro but before you can be a good sales pro, you have to be a good individual first. You got to make sure to quote Jordan Peterson, you got to clean up your own room. Well, we have on the show today, Dr. Nabil Fanous, and he has a brand new book, The Universal Rules of Life, 27 Secrets for Managing Time, Stress, and People. Dr. Fanous, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining us and thank you for obviously going out and helping outline, yes, 27 of those uh, steps that one can take to go through and, and understand those universal rules for life. But before we get there, Dr. Fanous, if you would be so kind, introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience and what brought you on this path to helping identify these very useful uh, rules for life. Okay. So uh, I live in Montreal. I uh, teach uh, facial plastic surgery at McGill University. And uh, in addition to my courses on uh, surgery, I, I started adding a course, an additional course, just for fun. On first, it was on managing time because the residents were, were telling me that they don't have time and <laughs> it's hard to organize their time and so on. And it, it, it was very well received. So I started adding some of my own rules that I follow in life. And again, it was an instant success. So eventually I decided to go and present it to different medical conferences. And again, it was a big success. Then I said, well, it's time to put it in a book. So when you write it down, you put it down onto paper, right? All of a sudden, and I, I see this a lot too, I'll have a bunch of different thoughts just ping-ponging around in my head. And then when I sit down, I put them to paper, all of a sudden, everything looks coherent, it looks clear. And that alone, I think, can sometimes be the, the best starting off point is helping to clear out your thoughts and, and to be able to take a, a step back. Sometimes we overwhelm ourselves with ourselves. So let's dig into when you're starting off and you're outlining, yes, these universal rules for life. Now, there's 27 of them, folks, so we're not going to list every single one today. But Dr. Fanus, let's walk through some of the ones that you have found to be the most important and uh, impactful in your life. Well... Uh, remember that I put the rules myself. So basically, I uh, I put them before I I uh, I decide to use them. You know, in other words, I use them first, and then I find out they are working. So 
the rules are almost in uh, uh, in in the sequences almost by priority. So I would say the most popular of the rules is the rule number one, although that I like them all, but rule number one says, do it now, perfect it later. Stop the I will have it. In other words, we all want to achieve things. We all plan on achieving things, but we, we wait and procrastinate. We fail because we never begin. So all you need to do is start and the rest will follow. Just do something, anything, but do it now. And later you can perfect it. That's rule number one. So in rule number one, uh, do it now, perfect it later. So we see this a lot in the world of sales, in the world of marketing and in, in the world of life. People get stuck in wanting to make things perfect. We call it paralysis by analysis, right? And that can be one of the biggest roadblocks in actually moving things forward. I mean, if I always tell the story of, you know, I used to be a big boy. I was 385 pounds. And if I had waited until I had the perfect gym, the perfect situation to start losing weight, the perfect day, whatever it may have been, I would have been waiting until quite literally I had a heart attack and died. So it's important whether it's focusing on that big project that needs to be get accomplished at work or that big project in life, like losing a hundred plus pounds, that might be a, a situation. And I would dare say it is a situation across the board where yes, you, you should go ahead and do it now versus uh, waiting later. I like that. Yeah. I, I give you an example. I usually train twice a week uh, for bodybuilding and, and weights. I believe in weights. It's in my book. And uh, yesterday I, came home, I was late. So I was left with 10 minutes out of 45 minutes. Guess what? I went immediately and did the 10 minutes because I thought better something than nothing. So that's the idea. Just do something, do it now regardless. It's better than not doing it at all. What do you see are the main factors that hold people back from doing it now? Perfectionism, mm. number one. Perfectionism, number one. And the failure to start, it's, it's, it's funny. We fail because we, we, we fail because we never begin. It's just beginning. In other words, if you want to train, just start training. Even if you think you will stop in a minute, you won't. If you want to write something, if you want to write an email, start writing it. Just start. And the chances are you'll end up doing something. It's the lack the the failure of starting we fail because we never begin we do fail because we never begin we we fail because we get afraid of i think sometimes not just making it perfect to your point that perfectionism but also what happens if we do win what happens if we get to that next step what challenges are ahead of us then and I think this was something I, I learned. I actually just talked about this over on a, a different podcast talking about addiction. I was addicted to food. And I think one of the main things that I had to overcome and realize was even once you accomplish whatever that next step is, there's still more next steps to be had. Just because you've reached that next milestone doesn't all of a sudden make all the problems in life go away. It doesn't mean that everything is going to be perfect. And I think sometimes we see a lot of people who will paint the picture of, well, if I accomplish X, then I will be happy. 
But in reality, it's not necessarily that you accomplished X, it's the pursuit of X, and then what you're gonna do after you've accomplished X. And I see, I saw this in myself, that I was scared. I was I was afraid because I was like, I've lost all this weight, and yet I'm still not happy. What's next? So we see this across the board, depression, anxiety, it's running rampant across not just, I would say, um, you know, some older generations, but a lot of younger generations now too. So what would you recommend as some useful tips to help people when dealing with depression, anxiety, and the likes? Well, uh, I have many rules on that, but I'll, I'll give you one rule, which is rule number nine, which I think is very powerful, but the other, uh, there are other nice ones too that I, I may quote later. So rule number one says, what's the worst case scenario and what's the most probable one? And he continues saying, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it briefly, I'm, I'm giving you a nutshell, in a nutshell. Now, when you have a small problem, ask yourself, would you remember it six months down the road? If the answer is no, forget it at once. A small problem like a scratch on your car, you dropped uh, uh, some wine on your carpet, uh, you lost your favorite pen, you missed a flight. If you can't remember it, if you won't remember it, six months down the road, immediately drop it. So that's little problems. Now, if you are facing a big problem like a crisis, financial crisis or personal crisis, ask yourself two questions. The first question is, what's the worst case scenario? What's the worst that can happen? Amazingly, it's often not the end of the world. In addition of being improbable, that's the worst case scenario. The second question you ask yourself is, what's the most probable scenario? That's the important question. What is the most probable scenario? We don't usually ask ourselves. We usually think of the worst case, but ask yourself, what is the most probable scenario? Again, you will find that it's not that big a deal at all, usually. And in addition, it's the most likely to happen, the most likely to happen scenario. So that's one of the rules that help with the, with stress and with and anxiety. So what about now <laughs> we see this especially over the past 2 years there's been an uptick in rather difficult people in life. Uh and we've seen this in in all ways shapes or forms. So I think we've seen not just uh you know friendships be a little on edge but also some families be on edge. So being able to deal with people who maybe you don't want to deal with. What would be some useful tips that you would recommend there? Many, 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 <laughs> many. But I'll, I'll give you, uh, uh, of, the, of the 27, there are at least five, six that would uh, cover that. But I'll give you one. Uh, I'll give you two, quick two. Rule number 18 says people don't change. And even if they do change, they often change back because our personalities are encrypted in our genes. So people, it's not easy for people to change. So you try once or twice to change difficult people in your life, whether they are difficult or dear, they can be dear and difficult too. And you try once or twice. After that, you quit and you move to rule number 19. Next rule. So what's rule number 19? 
Rule number 19 says, seed A will give you plant A every single time. If you want a different plant, try a different seed. So in other words, don't keep doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting a different result. Because if you plant seed A, it would grow into plant A every single time. And if you use, if you take action A with someone, it would give you reaction A every single time. So if you want to change that person reaction, you need to change your action. The, 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 the solution start by you changing your action. In other words, if you change your action, you change the other person's reaction. I'll give you an example about that. In other words, the ball is in your court. So, an example. You, um, your spouse is always late. Okay, so you need to leave at eight. You tell him or her, please be ready for eight. She or he, sell it. And you're, you're late. You, you get frustrated. You keep complaining. Instead of doing that, change, do a different, take a different action. The next time you're going out, if it's at eight, you say, we have an appointment at seven. See, you change your action. So she's barely finishing at eight, or he barely finishing at eight. You barely arrive on time a little bit late. Now that's action B giving you reaction B. Now we go to action C now. Instead of seven, the next time you have an appointment at eight, you say, we have an appointment at 6.30. Congratulations. You arrive on time and you leave on time. That's an example. And there's going to be less fighting. I like that too. Now, let's take a, a little bit of a turn towards the world of sales. So obviously here in the Brian Nichols Show, we talk to a lot of business owners, sales professionals, sales directors. And uh, one of the things that I noticed when I was looking up your book is that one of the teasers says, there's a sentence I can learn that will help me get what I want 50% of the time. I think every salesperson and business owner who's listening right now, their ears instantly perked up. So Dr. Fanus, what's that one sentence that'll help us get what we want 50% of the time? Amazing. Okay, so this is rule number two. It says, ask once for what you want and you will get it 50% of the time. So, whether you need a raise, a discount, a favor, a nicer hotel room, a date, just ask for it. Because it's simple. If you don't ask, you don't get. Again, if you don't ask, you don't get. But listen to this one, which I really like. If you ask for what you want, the worst people can do to you is not giving you what you asked for, which is precisely where you were before you asked. In other words, you have nothing to lose. Yes, you have nothing to lose. I used to say it to my sales team. I said, so what if, and we'd be talking about you know, booking appointments, for example. So well, what if they say no? Well, what if they say no? 
You'll go back to where you were. Exactly. Nothing has changed in the situation. So I think that is is helpful. And also we see this, you know, with this, a need for people to constantly focus on getting better, improving those little things, focusing on, yeah, not planting seed A and hoping seed B will somehow pop out. But the constant objection I hear, and I'm sure you hear it as well, Dr. Fanus, is that I simply don't have time. I don't have the energy to go ahead and invest in learning and doing new things. So what would you say to somebody who says, I don't have time? Okay. That's rule number six. If I if I continue like that, no one will uh, buy the book, uh, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so rule number six says, which is very, very, that's the rule that I started with, by the way, in university. Rule number six says, eliminate it delegate it or shrink it. The three time management secrets of doing what you don't have time to do. So rule number one, or the secret number one of time management. The best way to do something that doesn't need to be done is not to do it at all. Just eliminate it. For example, unnecessary email accounts, unnecessary journal subscriptions, some apps, some social media, just there are lots of things that that don't need to be done and are not necessary. Just not cut them down, not try to be efficient. The worst thing to do is to try to be efficient. No, efficient with time is not that way. Efficiency is to remove things out of your way. So eliminate them. So that's rule number one. Rule number two, the best way to do something that you don't have to do personally is to let someone else do it for you. Delegate it, in other words. But if you delegate, before you delegate, you have to teach. And after you delegate, you have to check, which is much easier than doing it yourself. Now, the third secret of time management is when you can't eliminate it and you can't delegate it, Shrink it, at least shrink it. By shrinking it, I, I, it means shrink or uh, shrink any task to its essential. In other words, remove whatever is not important of that task. Cut it down. I'll give you an example. You are uh, invited to a party. Either you arrive early and leave early, or you arrive late and leave late. In other words, you cut, you remove part of it. You you trim the unnecessary part of any task that has to be done. And there are many, many examples, but I don't want to take too much time on, on one. No, that, that's perfect because um, this actually goes right into the next question because it's a lot, right? You're trying to sit down, narrow down what's the most important thing. And and we see this in the world of sales as well. When you're sitting down with your prospects and you're helping them not just make a decision, but make the right decision. And uh, there's a, a good uh, friend of mine and he's a sales uh, professional trainer, Victor Antonio, and he talks about helping find the why in why people buy. So when you're finding the why in why people buy and you're uncovering the main objections that people face, one of the main objections is information overload and then decision-making overload. So I know that you've gone through and you've helped outline some different uh, suggestions and tips to help when you're facing multiple decisions. What would you recommend there? Ah, this, uh, uh, okay. 
This is rule number 11 and rule number 12, which are nice too. Okay, so rule number 11 says, when you don't know what to do, do nothing. Time will often reveal the solution. Now, in other words, when you have too many options and you're lost between these options, do nothing and wait. Sooner or later, time will upgrade the right option. This is basically what uh, this rule says. And uh, um, the other rule, which is um, when you don't know what to say, say nothing. Oh, about the first rule, when you don't know what to do, do nothing. Remember, you owe no actions to anyone. So you know you owe no actions to anyone. If you don't know what to do, do nothing and don't worry about pressure from people. So the next rule, which is rule 12, when you don't know what to say, say nothing. Silence is often the best reply. And again, silence is awkward. So when you feel you, you don't have an answer, just dive into silence. Remember, you owe no answers to anyone. And bottom line, silence is powerful. Saying nothing is powerful sometimes. Silence can never be misquoted. I forget who said that quote, but I I, I like that because it's true. Um, now, unfortunately, we're already getting hard-pressed for time, and we could keep going through all 27 of these very, very useful rules for life, but I think right now, Dr. Fernus, we're at the point where I want you to tell us what is your favorite uh, rule or, or favorite tip that you've been outlining here, the 27 that you've put ink to paper, and how has that helped you impact uh, your life? Well, honestly, uh, I know you want one answer, but I don't have one. Uh, I, I, I follow all these rules as much as I can. Uh, Maybe I will say a rule that I find very powerful, or maybe one or two quickly, that I found very powerful, especially if you're talking about salespeople and so on, and about stress. Rule number eight says, put your problems on paper. How to solve any problem in less than five minutes. And again, when you have a problem, we tend to keep the problem and keep thinking about it and keep uh, rolling it in and moving around in our head all day, all night. No, you sit down, you get a paper. Nothing is more uh, focusing to the brain than paper. You put a paper and you write. First, you write down the problem, what it is. For example, I don't have time to fix my car. And then second, you write all the options, possible options that come to your mind, even the least unlikely ones. And third, you go over all the possibilities of what you can do. And the one that are unreasonable, you just cross them. And the one that can, can be a possibility, you circle them. And the fourth step is to look at all the circled ones and you choose one. So believe it or not, this is a magic formula, really a magic formula. And uh, one last one for your salespeople which is rule number five. It says, uh, uh, listen, fir listen first, talk second. Listen first, talk second. 
So listening is a how to mesmerize anyone you talk to. That's the rule. So listen first, talk second, how to mesmerize anyone you, you talk to. Listening is a magnetic force. And that's why whenever we feel like talking, we should think of listening first. And uh, uh, listening is not just listening. It's more than that. And this is what the one part that I think your salespeople would like. When you listen, listen with your ears and eyes. Listen here. When you listen, listen with your ears and eyes. Hear what's not said and see what's not seen. That's very important. When you listen to people, you are analyzing what they're saying and what they, they're hiding or what they, they have not said, but you still get it. And when you look at them, when you listen with your eyes, you can judge their expressions and their posture and their body language. So listening is a very powerful tool if you do it right. When you listen with your ears and eyes. For a salesperson who tries to talk too much, that's the worst thing you could do. You ask and you listen and you watch while you're listening. You listen uh, with your ears and eyes. I'm I'm laughing because I literally just had this conversation last week with one of my uh, my coworkers. So I hope they're listening and they're they're smiling, saying, "I get it, Brian. Yes, I hear you." But yes, to your point, Doctor Fernus, it is important for us to listen. Um, and I I honestly think I have become a better salesperson over the past four plus years of doing my podcast because when you're doing interviews. I'm doing a lot of listening and I have to make sure I'm asking questions that elicit a thoughtful response and, and I see far too often you'll have uh, way too many interviewers who'll have their list of questions that they want to get out because they have a set, a set really a structure that they've put in place versus hearing what the conversation is going to be and where it's going to go. Who knows? Let it be what it will be and wherever it may go, it may go and, and with that being said, Unfortunately, we are already hard pressed for time. And yes, we, we probably covered about 10 or so of these uh, useful little secrets here. But folks, if you want to go ahead and find, yes, all 27 of them, well, I'll include the link here in the show notes. The Universal Rules for Life. 27, 27 of them. Uh, yes, one, I'm sorry. Yes, the, I, I, I got to correct myself. Yes, the, the Universal Rules of Life. There we go. 27 secrets for managing time, stress, and people. And because I, I messed up there, I'll make it easy. I'll put the link in our show notes. All you got to do is click the artwork at your podcast catcher. It'll bring you to briannicholshow.com where, yes, you can find the Amazon link right to the Universal Rules of Life uh, to go ahead and make your purchase. But also, you can go ahead and learn more about Dr. Fanus. And if you want to continue the conversation, uh, we'll make sure we include that option there as well. But for the audience, Audio listener, Dr. Fanus, uh, where could folks go ahead and find you if they want to learn more? I have a uh, an email that they can uh, write to me on, uh, which is very simple. It's uh, Anne Fanus, MD. So N, which is my first name, my, fir- my, my the first uh, letter of, of my name, Fanus, my name, MD at gmail.com. They can do that. Um, or uh, find my uh, website, which I have many websites under my name, and I just uh, send a question through them. Perfect. All right, folks. Well, there you go. There's your call to action. But 
the main call to action beyond, obviously, if you enjoyed today's episode, well, uh, please go ahead and give it a share. And when you do, make sure you give yours truly a tag at B Nichols Liberty. But number two, the universal rules of life, 27 secrets for managing time, stress, and people. Please go ahead and pick up your copy today. And if you write a review, please make sure you let them know that Brian Nichols sent you. So with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Dr. Nabil Fanous. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.